Welcome to Faith on Fire, the broadcast that encourages believers to ignite the power of faith in their lives. Join us now as Pastor Vince Haney and Pastor Richard Hoyt Jr. bring the Word of God to fuel your faith. Welcome to another broadcast of Faith on Fire. I'm Pastor Vince Haney from Rhema Word of Faith, the Word Church, located at 574 East 12th Street, Chico, California. Again, we've been speaking on the subject of righteousness, and a lot of people hear that word, righteousness. What's righteousness? Oh, I can't be righteous. I can't. I'm not righteous. You know what? Here's the news flash. Once you get born again, once you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, Once you believe on his word in Romans 10 uh, that God sent him, he died for humanity and God raised him from the dead. Upon that confession of faith, you're born again. You're saved. You're now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Yes, you are. All throughout the scripture, Old Testament, New Testament, you see that that term righteous or righteousness or justified or the just shall live by faith. Just means the justified. Justified means declared righteous or justification you have to understand the scripture says and all you're getting get understand you have to understand now now you're in christ jesus now you're not unrighteous you're not a sinner you're, you're righteous now and you got to get a revelation of that because if you don't know that you're righteous then condemnation is going to come in and condemnation is designed to steal your faith and without faith it's impossible to please god and the just shall live by faith Those who are declared righteous shall live by faith. By faith, that means having confidence in God's word and and not just being a hearer only of his word, but a doer. That's what pleases God. That's what gives you the victory. That's what allows you to to live out John 10, 10, having life and have it more abundantly. That's what uh, scripture says in Hebrews 11, 6. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. If you want to manifest God's best in your life, Start walking by faith. Start walking by his word. Hence, this broadcast is called Faith on Fire. It's designed to ignite your faith on fire, to get God's people to, to, to manifest his promises. And the scripture says over in First Peter or Second Peter, he's given us exceeding great and precious promises through the knowledge of him. He's made us partakers of his divine nature. Oh, God's righteous. So he's made us partakers of his divine nature. His divine nature, his nature is righteous. So he made us a partaker of that. That's why I tell people, if I wasn't saved, you know what I do? I'll get saved because it's all in Christ Jesus. You know, Jesus, the Bible says, for he who knew no sin was made sin for us that we may become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's the good news. Jesus took our sin and and, and gave us his righteousness. And that's a good reason to be born again. And righteousness means to be justified to be declared righteous, to be in right standing with God. And again, once one gets saved, born again, you're in right standing with God. And again, I'm talking about getting truly being born again, truly being saved. Not say I, I go to church. I'm a church core. What does that mean? You're a church core. I'm a child of the most high God. I, I'm the redeemed of the Lord. Yeah, that's who I am. I, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's what, I'm not a church core. I, I am the church going to a building on Sunday to have a service to get empowered with the word of God, to fellowship with other believers, 
to, to corporately worship the Lord, but I'm the righteousness of God. I'm a child of the most high God. And again, you got to be a student of the scriptures. If you're going to live a successful Christian life, you have to be a student of the scriptures. You have to get in that word. That's why Jesus said man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. You got to get in that word every day and you got to feed on it, feed on it. You got to meditate on it. And then you got to speak it and you got to do it. When he says, bless those that persecute you, pray for those who spitefully use you. You got to do that. Now you're living by faith. Yeah. Now the just shall live by faith. Now you're living by faith. Bless those that persecute you. Extend forgiveness to other others. Now you're living by faith. Now you're walking in the spirit and not fulfilling the lust of the flesh. You know what? It, it, again, it's time out for, for playing church and, and acting like, you know, spiritual on Sundays. They call that dualism. Go to church on Sunday, cuss on Mondays. Go to church on Tuesdays, Sunday, fornicate on Tuesdays. Go to church on Sundays, uh, don't forgive people on Wednesday, and so on and so forth. We we gotta we gotta stop that. That's called dualism. We don't want to be there. We want to be sold out for the truth. And, and Jesus is the truth, the way, and the li- and the life. So God calls us righteous. And when you read in the scriptures, it'll say the just or the justified. And, and the just means the justified means declared righteous, meaning I'm in right standing with God. And that's a good place to be in right standing with God. So last time we uh, focused on Romans chapter five, and I'm going to go back. We're going to go to Romans chapter four and find out what he was really talking about. Because one of the one of the first people in the Bible that I heard being referred to as righteous was Abraham. And the scripture says that Abraham is the father of us all. And I believe because Abraham walked by faith. He got a word from God and he believed it. Got a couple words from God. He got one about him leaving his parents and God making his name great. Then he wanted an heir. He, his wife was barren. He didn't have any kids and he's wanted an heir. And God promised him and his wife a child when they were 99 and, and 90 years old, I believe. And the Bible says Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Again, he just believed the word of God. When the word of God came through him, through a dream, through angels, or however it came, he believed it and received it. Hence, Mary did the same thing. When the angel of the Lord came to her and said, you're highly favored of the Lord. You're going to give birth to a child. She said, be it unto me. That's it. That's how we have to receive God. When he appears to us, however he does, we got to go ahead and receive it. We can't sit up there and analyze it and intellectualize it and try to figure it out. No, the just shall live by faith. We, Because God said it, that settles it. That's it. That's faith on fire right there. God said it. I believe it. I receive it. And I'm going to speak it. I'm going to talk about it, what he said. So anyway, let's pick it up here at uh, Romans chapter 4. And I got a subtitle in my Bible. It, Bible, it says justification by faith. Just and that's how you get you got to believe and by faith I mean I believe the word of God so I'm justified it means I'm declared righteous I'm in right standing with God by faith because He said it and I received it and I believe it so I'm going to pick it up at uh, four one what shall we say then that Abraham our our father as pertaining pertaining to the flesh have found for if Abraham was justified or declared righteous by works he had no need to glory. He can glory, but not before God. He said if he was justified or declared righteous by his righteous acts or his 
his works. He worked for it. Uh, he, he can glory in that. But scripture say, but but you can't glory in front of God. Verse three, for what said the scripture? Here's what said the scripture right here. Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. I'm gonna say that again. Abraham believed God, and it was accounted unto him for righteousness. So how do I be, get righteous? Believe God. Do, do the same thing as Abraham did. Just believe God. So when I get it out of God's word, because God's in his word is one, like wet and water. You can't separate them. You get God, you get his word. You get his word, you get him. You get his word, you get his will. It's really simple. We just make it hard with, with denominationalism and, and, and traditions of men. No, get it right out of the word of God. I encourage people, be a student of the scriptures. You got to, because God to give you some wisdom and revelation. Okay, uh, where are we at right now? Uh, we got verse 4. Romans chapter 4, verse 4. Now to him that works is the reward not reckoned of grace, but of debt. So he's saying, if you think you had to work for righteousness, well, you didn't get that by grace. You, you, it's a debt. You want to get paid for it because you work for it. You say, I'm going to go to church this many days. I'm going to do this in the ministry. I'm going to do this. I'm working for my righteousness. Oh, I'm working to be righteous. You can't work enough to be righteous. You got to receive it. Remember we read last time in Romans 5, it's a gift. How much do I work for a gift? You can't. It's free. It's a free gift of righteousness. You have to receive it by faith. Yeah, you got to receive it. So I'm going to keep reading verse 5. But to him that worketh not or does not work, but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. Oh, that's me right there. Oh, that's me right there. I just believe God. Oh, my first encounter with God. I got a word from God in 1998. Oh, God gave me a word, an audible word, saying he answered my prayer. I was in some trouble. He said he answered my prayer. Then I got to the next location. There was a Bible sitting right there. God confirmed it with the written word. I opened up the book. It went to Mark 11:24. Whatsoever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive, and you shall have it. And I received all of that right there. And again, that's what God will do. I was the ungodly. I believed his word. I got his word. I believed it. I didn't work for it. I just believed it. It's just like Abraham. Abraham didn't have to do any work. He just believed it. And we know later on, faith without works is dead. Well, the works part is believe it or acting on it. If God tells you, you know, you're gonna, you and your wife are going to have a child and y'all 90-something years old. Well, you know what you got to do to make that happen. You and your wife have to be intimate. So anyway, faith without works is dead. So let's get back to the verse, verse 5. But to him that worketh not, it does not work for his righteousness, but believes on him that justifies or declares righteous the ungodly. See, see him. God justifies or declares the ungodly righteousness. He says his faith... See, his faith in God is counted for righteousness. That's why Jesus always say, according to your faith, be it unto ye. He would tell people, oh, ye a little faith. Why did you doubt? You can't, when you get the word of God and it comes to you, oh, you better not doubt it because now you're not in faith. And God says the just shall live by faith. Scripture said in Hebrews 11, 6, without faith it's impossible to please him. And, and faith is having confidence in what God said. If God said it, that settles it. I'm walking by faith now. I'm walking in the spirit. So we want, that's what God wants us to be because that's when we're going to manifest his glory, his kingdom inside of us as we keep stepping out on it. And I ain't saying look at your own circumstances, how unperfect you are. 
Christ is perfect. We're in Christ Jesus. So you got a scripture says looking unto Jesus after as the author and the finisher of your faith. You can't keep on looking at your shortcomings because that's what the Satan or the devil will use. He'll go, oh, look at you. You messed up last week. You did this. The Bible says casting down every thought and every imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. Well, the knowledge of God tells me I'm righteous. So when Satan gives me a thought, and that's how he works through thoughts, ideals, and suggestions in my own mind, in our minds, he'll try to tell you what he wants you to believe. And most, 100% of what he wants you to believe is a lie. So the Bible says, once you start being filled with the knowledge of God's will, you know what his will is through his, the knowledge of him because you've been studying his word. Now, if a thought, ideal, or suggestion, or your cousins come say something contrary to the will of God or the knowledge of God or the word of God, you cast that thing down. No, you don't take it. Don't even ponder on it. That's what it means to not give the devil a place. Don't give him a place in your thought life because thoughts are things. And you got to... Remember, submit to God, resist the devil and they'll flee from you. When he comes to you with those thoughts, ideals, and suggestions, you got to resist them. Resist means you need to put up some type of opposition. You got to put up a fight and say, no, I don't receive that thought. That ain't, that ain't the truth because God's word is the truth. He says I'm the righteousness in Christ Jesus. He says I'm the head and not the tail. He says I'm the above. He said he always causes me to triumph. He says I'm more than a conqueror. That's what you got to say because the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty in God for the pulling down the stronghold. We use the word of God as a sword of the spirit to fight with. And everything I just said, I was using that two-edged sword, sword of the spirit, the word of God. You got to use that and you got to cast down anything that's trying to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Hence, you need to know the knowledge of God. And I always use this reference. When Jesus was in the wilderness, his first ministry test with the devil he didn't pick up a stick or a stone and throw it at Satan. Satan, he kept on saying, it is written. It is written. It is written. Then he summed it up. It is written. Man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You have to understand and know what the word of God is in order for you to be victorious. Because you're fighting a devil. You're fighting the darkness. And you have to. And the only thing darkness bows down to is the word of God. And that's why in Ephesians, he calls it the sword of the spirit, the word of God. You got to use that word of God. So I'm going to get back to the scripture here. I think we left off at, uh, let me see, where do we leave off? Okay, uh, we're going to go back to 5.5. Five. But to him that works, that doesn't work, but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, his fate is accounted to him for righteousness. That's me. That should be you. And, uh. I'm going to keep reading, even as David also described the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputed righteousness without works. <laughs> God imputed righteousness without works, meaning I don't have to go to, I don't have to go through all these religious rituals to be declared righteous by God. And I know there's some denominations, oh man, they make you go through all these religious rituals, all these traditions of men to make you think that's what's going to make you righteous. Cause you know how to kneel down. You know how to stand up at the appropriate time. And God's not interested in that. Abraham didn't do none of that. And his faith, what he believed God said was accounted to him for righteousness. He didn't go do no uh, religious, realistic rituals. He didn't do that at all. He just believed. And the Bible says in Romans, with the heart or the spirit one believes. Oh yeah, all the believing takes place in your spirit, in your heart. In the, the inner man, that's where God speaks to you at. So God knows who really believes and who don't. Because the Bible says 
he searches the heart, the, the inner man. He says his word uh, search the, searches the depths of our hearts over there in Hebrews. And there, it's a, his word, he, Jesus is called the word of God too. It's a discerner of thoughts and intents of the heart. And there's no creature hidden from his sight. God knows everybody's thoughts. You can't, you're not. And we like to think we're smarter than God. We're not smarter than God. God created us. He knows everything about us. Actually, scripture said every hair on our head is numbered. God is all wisdom. And you have to know that. You can fool people. You can't fool God. So again, back to those uh, religious rituals they be doing in some denominational churches. I'm like, what's that? It, it looks looks religious, but but it has no indulgence. The scripture says against the flesh. It, it, it doesn't profit anything because scripture says my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. God wants to have you laced up with revelation knowledge. That's why he said, Paul prayed Ephesians 1 17 for the church that you will receive the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him, that the eyes of your understanding, that's your heart would be enlightened that you know what, 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 that you may know what that inheritance that he has for the saints and what is that exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe, get it? Us who believe when you believe you're walking by faith. When you believe God's word, you're walking by faith and, uh, and, and without faith it's impossible. Please God. But let me get back to the scriptures here. Okay. Verse seven, that's Romans four, seven. This is what David said, saying, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven. Oh, that's good news. Whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. David said that because he had a, a revelation of righteousness. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Remember I said earlier in the broadcast, you're not sinners anymore. If you're saved, you're, not, you're a saint. You're not a you're a saint. You're not a sinner. You're saved. You were a sinner. Now you're righteous. Now you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So stop saying, oh, I'm just a sinner. I'm a sinner saved by grace. No, you were a sinner. You've been saved by grace. Yeah, you're not a sinner anymore. That's like I say, you're either male or female. You're either pregnant or you're not pregnant. It's not no, there's no in-between. Remember, it's that narrow road. So you got to get understanding. I never refer to myself as a sinner. Since I got a revelation of righteousness. No, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm righteous. And, and you got to get a revelation of righteousness. I'm going to keep reading. Uh, where do we go? Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Come this blessedness then upon the. Well, we're going to skip that part. Okay, let's get back to verse 11. And he received. Oh, we don't want to read that. The sign of reconciliation. I mean, uh, circumcision. We don't want to read that. Let's break down to verse 13 for the promise. Oh, it's getting good now that he would be the heir of the world referring to Abraham was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. You get that for the promise that he would be heir of the world and God promised him he was going to inherit some stuff. It said, was not to Abraham or to his seed. I'm going to stop right there because in Galatians 3, it says, if you be Christ, you be Abraham's seed, heirs according to the promise. If you be born again, you're not Abraham's seed. Hence, we read earlier, Abraham is the father of us all. A lot of Christians got to get the revelation of that first. You don't even know the connection between your Christianity and Abraham. You got to get that and you got to receive that. That's why I say you got to be a student of the scriptures. I'm going to read that again. Verse 13, 413 Romans. 
for the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. And remember, Abraham was 400 years before the law. Mm-hmm. He was before the law. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void and a promise made of no effect. So you can't work for it. And then the law was like, do this, do that. You had to, you had to work for it, for stuff. I'm going to drop down the verse. Okay, I'm going to keep reading. Because the law worketh wrath, for where no law is, there is no transgression. Therefore, it is of faith that it may be by grace to the end, the promise might be sure to all the sins, all, all the seed. So it says, it's by faith through grace that the promise that God made to Abraham may be sure to all the seed. Back to Galatians. If you be Christ or because you be Christ, you are now Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And again, you, you got to get understanding. So uh, I'm going to keep reading. Not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of faith of Abraham. See, I have faith of Abraham. Look, who is the father of us all? Oh, read that again. That's 416. It says, Abraham, who is the father of us all? Us all who? All us who have faith in Jesus Christ. All us who receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, who've been redeemed, reconciled, and restored back to the Father with all kingdom rights and privileges and benefits. Just like Abraham. That's it. And Abraham just believed. Abraham didn't go to no church services. No, no, he didn't do none of that. He just believed the word of God when it came to him and received it and acted on it. And the scripture says, He's the father of us all. That's good news. It, it was real simple. And I tell people, we make the gospel so complex when it's really simple. As simple as God so loved the world. It's simple as in 1 John, God is love. He loves people. He loves to have fellowship with his creation. He loves to have communion. He loves us. And he, as he is, the scripture says, as Jesus is, so are we on this earth. Well, he called Jesus his beloved. Jesus is his son. We're children of God. Yeah, that's the revelation. It's really simple. So I'm going to keep reading a little more. Let me see what we got. Verse 16, therefore, oh, I just read that. Therefore, it is, a, it is a faith. See, it's all about faith with God. And that's trust and having confidence, believing God's word. That it might be by grace. Grace is God's favor and his power. That's what grace means. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed. And again, we're part of the seed. Not to that only which is of the law, but that which should also be which is of faith of Abraham, who's the father of us all. I read that already. Okay, as it is written, oh, this is what's written in the Old Testament. I have made you a father of many nations before him whom he believed. God, who quickened the dead and called things which be not as though they were. That's what God does. If God calls you righteous, you're righteous. That's who, and that's what he called us, righteous. I'm going to get, read verse 18. Who against hope, see Abraham against hope, believed in hope, that he may become the heir, the father of many nations, according to what was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, not even the deadness of Sarah's womb, when she was about a hundred years old, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb, even the age. 
He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able to promise. And and see, and that's what we got to be. We got to be fully persuaded of what God said in his word. And see, and that's what made Abraham righteous. He was fully persuaded in what God said. And I like uh, the other translation, verse 19, and not being weak in faith. Well, if you're fully persuaded what God said, obviously you're not weak in faith. And it said, I'm going to back up in 18, who against hope believed in hope. He said, even though the circumstances look uh, negative he, uh, against that, he said, I'm, I'm still going to stay in hope. And, and faith is the substance of things hopeful. I'm going to continue to look unto Jesus as the finish of my faith. I'm going to look unto the word still, even though I know we're 99, we're 100 years old and 90. I'm not going to look at that negative circumstance. I'm going to look at what the word of God, what the truth of God's word says. And that's how your faith gets on fire. That's how you get built up uh, in, in, strong in the Lord and the power of his mind. You got to keep looking at what he said in his word and getting a revelation of that. And here's the thing about getting a revelation of God's word. The more you meditate on it, the more enlightened you get the more persuaded you get. So that's what Abraham did. He just kept on pondering on what God said. Actually, when God changed his name from Abram to Abraham, Abraham actually means father of many nations. I'm pretty sure he started telling everybody, hey, my name is not Abram no more, it's Abraham. Call me that. I'm pretty sure he was calling his own self that because it says he called things, he said he acknowledged God who, 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 who quickens and, and gives life to the dead and called things that be not as though they were. Hmm. So Abraham started calling himself father of many nations, father of many nations. And again, we believe, therefore we speak over there. It says that in second Corinthians. So you got to start speaking. You got to start speaking the word because in the beginning was the word. You got to speak what God says, the word, the word, the word. Then it starts to manifest in your life. So start speaking that you're righteous. Start saying I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and watch what happens in your life. Watch the transformation. You're going to, it's going to start changing you. You're going to start thinking like God. You're already speaking like God when you start saying it. Oh, just meditate on it. When you're in your bed or at night when you can't sleep, start pondering, thinking about what God said in his word and watch how he illuminates you. He's going to start leading you to other scriptures because the Bible says out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. That's what's going to happen. And that's how you're going to be strong, get strengthened with all might according to God's glorious power. That's how you're going to be strong in the Lord and the power of might. And that's what God wants you. And that's what makes your faith on fire. Your faith is only on fire as you get strong in the Lord. And now you're invincible. And again, speaking of invincible, Pastor Vince Haney from Raymond Word of Faith, the Word Church at 574 East 12th Street is out of time, but I'm definitely not out of word or faith. So I want to remind you as you go through this week, keep walking by faith. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, we ask that you would consider sending a love offering to Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927, which allows this broadcast to continue in your local area. Again, that's Faith on Fire, P.O. Box 7508, Chico, California, 95927. 
Please join us again next time on this great station for more Faith on Fire.